Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at SearsImports.com. Hey, Jace, did I see you drive by my house in a new car? You sure did there, Goober. I waved to you in your front lawn. Nice. I didn't know you were getting a new one. Where did you go, Jason? I went to Sears Imported Autos, and I really wasn't planning on getting a new car. But I went online, I saw a car, I went in there, and Sue, I love Sue, her service was amazing. And it really was one of those examples of customer service makes a difference. And it's not a surprise to me. They've been in business for over 55 years, serving not one, not two, not three, four, Lex and Dawn, four generations of happy customers. And now I'm one of them. They were named best of the best for Mercedes for 2018 and 2019. I mean, it is really where, as they say, quality meets affordability. The selection of their certified pre-owned vehicles will help you find like a dream car at the price you want. So if you're going to get a car, Don or Lex, Sears Imported Autos, where are they again, Lex? Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at SearsImports.com. And when you walk into Sears Imported Autos, make sure you say you heard about them from Jace. Baiting on Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning. On this Monday, January 18th, 2021, I'm Jason Matheson, along with Alexis Thompson, Don McLean, and Kenny. Thank you so much. You have a lot, y'all have a lot of choices now. You could uh, watch Romper Room. Um, <laughs> Get your romper you, stompers on. Uh huh. You could watch uh, Nine and a Half Weeks with Mickey Rourke when he looked like Mickey Rourke. Oh, uh, my. that's yeah. a hot movie. It is. Um, you could watch Dukes of Hazard reruns. Um, you could listen to mm-hmm. Kathy Werzer. Uh, but you choose, uh, you choose, you chose us. There's that Indiana education coming up. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you chose us. <laughs> you choosed it. You choosed it in Missouri and Indiana. That's how we were taught to speak, right, Don? Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's how. Yeah, in it's, Arkansas. That's right. As Lewis Black said, we we were we didn't have microscopes. They just showed us pictures of microscopes in science <laughs> class. That's yeah. <laughs> one day you might look through one day. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> thank anyway, you for, for joining thank us. You, Lux, thank yes. you, Lex. Thank you. That's right. Yes. Uh-huh. That's right, Elmer Fudd. Thanks for being here. Um, Tiger Woods, the second part of the HBO Sports documentary aired last night, and this was, if I may say so, as they the juicy part. This was the juicy because this is um, let's be real. This is what you wanted to get to, sadly, because as they point out in the documentary is one of the it was one of the more revelatory moments where it reflected back on society. And it it's right. Uh, We as a culture, we love elevating 
figures and we also there's something in us that we love watching the destruction of those figures um it's the crab bucket uh theory which i had never heard that where you know that was great yeah yeah i was explaining that yeah where a crab will try to crawl out of a of a bucket but another crab will grab his legs and pull him back down and that's that was kind of the overarching theme of this finale it picked up Right as Tiger's Tiger's world was starting to spiral with uh, following the death of his father Earl, Lex, what did you what did you get uh, your takeaways from part two of this? Oh, my biggest was the year two thousand nine. That was the year that Tiger kept winning everything, and I just remember how just smoking hot he was in all aspects of it you know he just seemed like the best family guy and he's winning all of the tournaments he's entering and what a life what an amazing hero and he's changing the face of golf and he was we definitely put him on that pedestal i mean otherwise think about this would we have ever really been that interested in golf and i'm talking worldwide like broad appeal he really helped with that Mm -hmm. and at the same time that year his personal life he was living this double life that's when he started dating rachel yucatel he invited her to the australian masters and she came at that point that's when the national Enquirer had been kind of looking at him after another incident uh, maybe a year before with the uh, a, a waitress that he had an affair with, but they couldn't quite prove that because the pictures were too blurry. At then a Rachel Perkins! At oh, a Perkins, uh, and then they went to a church. Yeah. And there were some details of that story that I thought, oh, my word, in terms of taking evidence. Uh, and um, anyway, that was the year where it really kind of blew up. And there was Rachel, you could tell she's in this documentary talking about how she loved him and how she felt so different and he could really open up to her. Turns out she wasn't alone. He had all the other mistresses who felt that emotional connection to him and that ultimately was his demise because they all felt really special by him. And then she also talks about that conversation that he she had with Elin, his wife, and basically denying everything. And then later getting in the text messages and knowing, nope, you lied to me. You really feel for Elin. Her world was just rocked. And that people thought that she was a gold digger. I don't believe that. No. No. I didn't believe it at the time. And, and yeah. I didn't even know that was a a, a line in in the coverage. I well, why why should I be surprised nowadays? But yeah. no, I, I I didn't I didn't think that at all. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I just felt nothing but but empathy for her. It's just crazy that you can have such the the best year professionally, and mm. behind the scenes, all the stuff is breaking down. And then the whole Navy SEAL thing. I forgot that he had started to do some of that training. It was his deep desire. I mean, this all goes back to little Tiger Woods and trying to impress his father and be like his dad. And, you know, in that first part of this documentary, Tiger, we see that his dad was not faithful to his mom. And he let Tiger in on all the secrets. He knew all about it and had to keep it a secret. And then mirroring that in his own adult life, trying to make his way and figure out 
what was going on, you know, for a parent to really teach the focus on golf, he he didn't teach him a lot of other lessons, adult lessons that he oh. kind of had to wade through himself. Yeah. Uh, Those were my uh, biggest. How about you, Jace? Uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me was toward the end of the documentary, and, and look, ev- ditto on everything you said about, about Tiger Woods. Ditto on all of that. Um, but one of the things that just got me angry, and then I'm glad that Brian Gumble got angry. So you you, you watch you watch his downfall. And 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 you uh, you see his struggle, and you're not you're not you're not. I'm trying to describe how I was feeling. You you're not um, excusing it. It's not like you're going, oh, woe is me, poor tiger. It's not that. But you do kind of you you can see the line. You can see the narrative line, and and close people close to him have said that. Like, yep. He's he's going to become Earl and you see it happen. Um, And then there is. Toward the end, when he is returning to the masters um, after, I think, um, yeah, after the Rachel Yucatel drama. And this is before the uh, not drunken driving, but driving under the influence that happened after. Because he had, remember he had another kind of downfall. He had his health issues with his knee and his back, and then he was on Ambien and all that. Remember he was pulled over yes. in 2017, 2019, mm-hmm. yes. and that was the second fall. Well, um, so he returned to the Masters in between that, and the head of Augusta. Oh, I'm so the, glad you're bringing this up, Jace. Yes, this is so head, frustrating. The head of Augusta before Tiger played that uh, that game did a press conference and basically scolded Tiger in yep. front. You know, felt the need to have this press conference, and it was so offensive to me because uh, as Brian Gumble, who then gives commentary right after it. As Brian Gumbel rightfully points out, they would have never have done that with another troubled member of Augusta. No. But because it was Tiger, they felt the need to publicly, they called it a public whipping. It was. And Brian Gumbel, using more colorful language, was like, look, Tiger deserved it from his mom. Tiger deserved it from his wife. Tiger deserved it from his partners. But who the, to Brian Gumble saying this, who the hell are you? Mm-hmm. Who the hell are you, dude from Augusta, to be publicly, publish, publicly admonishing Tiger Woods when, as Colin and I said, when they showed this group of Augusta members, I'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself, you hypocritical because you know there are members of that organization that have probably cheated on their wives, done worse than Tiger, and just don't have the notoriety to to have it be public. And that, out of everything, I I was so angry, and then Brian Gumbel put words to my anger immediately. I just found it gross. I just found it. like he's a machine. Yeah. And that's really what kind of does this, this documentary. It humanizes him in a way that I don't think has ever been um, explored in that way. 
Yeah. Um, but then then to turn around and yeah, to take of course, you know, he brought all of the fans uh, tons of money, I'm sure, you know, just in the drink and food sales alone, let alone the notoriety of being playing on their golf course. Yeah, it was Oh, he brought that was the, terrible. He, he brought the tour and the game to to a higher level because yes. it drew in so many non-golf fans just to watch this guy. Yeah. You know, he's just so amazing to watch. Well, and again, and yeah, it's. Just, I don't want to say anything more because I I want you guys to to see that it for yourselves. Guy feels bad about that now. Billy Payne, the chairman yeah. of Augusta Do National. He... I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to watch this and feel great, but yeah, Brian Gumble. I was like, attaboy, Bryant. Yeah. So, At the time, you know, it was really like this whole phenomenon that I, that whenever a, a celebrity cheats on their spouse, listen, there's, I'm not saying that, that it's right, but the public treats it like they've murdered someone. I mean, right. that's the level yeah, of right. like yes. severity yes. And on social media and just like you write them off as like a non-person and they don't exist. And like, you know, people make mistakes. But but I hate it that it's always that level of like that they've done something that is in equal to something like, uh, you know, assaulting Murder. or murdering someone. Yeah. It's just yeah. or that should be and again, a private thing between because well, it brings thank you, your, your wife into it. Again, like that's why what Bryant said it was Brian when Bryant listed off he goes here are the people that deserve to have outrage toward Tiger Billy from Augusta not on that list (laughs) not on that list Mm -hmm. 817 Tiger available on HBO Max so good Uh, when we come back Elizabeth Reese in the Dirt Alert warning here comes a cliche ladies your smile is your calling card to the world yeah even though people can't see our smiles on the radio well they can sense we're smiling even during your dad jokes lex um don i don't know if i would categorize that post joke look as smiling rude all jokes aside your smile is so important and if you don't like yours for whatever reason It can be debilitating. It can really affect the quality of your life. And that's why we're so proud to represent Dr. Amy Hughes at Hughes Dental. Dr. Amy has her fantastic virtual smile consults. Here's how it works. You email Dr. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Ramey with your smile concerns. You can even upload a pic at Hughes-Dental.com and Dr. Amy will send you back a private video message detailing an action plan. And here's one of the best things. There's no pressure to buy. She doesn't believe in that stuff. This is your year to change your smile. And yes, here's another cliche, change your life. And she's the best at cosmetic dentistry. Don't you have a fun nickname for Dr. Amy, Jace? I sure do. The Yoda of cosmetic dentistry. Trust her, we do. Very good Yoda there, Don. Contact Dr. Amy and take advantage of her virtual smile consults at Hughes dash dental.com and don't forget dr amy can be your regular dentist too she's my regular dentist 
Again, that's Hughes-Dental.com. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything Entertainment. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. And to fulfill that guarantee, Elizabeth Reese is here with the Dirt Alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Happy Monday, my friends. Happy Monday. I'm remembering the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. today, so I hope you all, um, you know, take a little bit of time and think about that. Reason for the season, yes. That is is very nice. Yes, you are absolutely right. Um, There is some happy news to report. Justin Timberlake finally confirming that he and Jessica Biel welcomed a second child. You know, they keep this stuff on the DL. Uh, They had a son over the summer, and his name is Phineas. And uh, so this is going to air today on Ellen DeGeneres' show. They had a conversation. He said he's awesome and so cute. Nobody's sleeping, but we're thrilled and couldn't be happier. Very grateful. So there were reports this summer that they had a second baby, um, but they kept it all a secret. That was kind of a benefit of the pandemic is that nobody saw you. Right. And um, there were people on Twin Cities Live who said that they had no idea that I was pregnant because they only saw me from the face up. I think they just thought maybe my face was getting rounder. (laughs) Like all of us. Which was like everybody. So really, yes. It it didn't really matter. And then it was like, oh my gosh, she had a baby. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, They have a five-year-old son, Silas, as well. And they just avoided posting any full-body photos of Jessica Biel to social media as she was um, later in her pregnancy. And uh, Ellen DeGeneres is apparently the first among, uh, the first person outside of immediate family to hear the news. They just kept it that quiet. Hiding pregnant. They've been doing that on sitcoms for years. For years. Yeah. Putting people. Absolutely. Putting women behind couches. I know. Shooting. Yeah. Remember there were days when they couldn't even. I'm hiding my pregnancy right now. Are you? Kenny. Is it a burrito baby? (laughs) No, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Kenny and I have an announcement. We're having we're having twins. twins. How exciting would that be? I just read a story of a woman who's having twins and then a third baby. So she got pregnant. This is like so crazy that this happens. Um, She got pregnant with twins and then had another ovulation happen and got pregnant with a third baby. The third baby is 10 or 11 days younger than the first two babies. Oh, boy. I don't, wow. Isn't that I'm a crazy? I'm really even understanding They this. were saying it's like such a rare thing. Well, did you ever hear that story wow. about a woman who she was a surrogate for somebody, got pregnant with their baby, but then also got pregnant with her baby? Yes, I remember, remember that. Remember that story? So and then they thought they were having twins, but it turned out that the kids... One of then, these is mine. They Separate came out. Sex. Well, and they looked different. I mean, they were different races. So they looked different. So then they came out and it was like, what happened here? And it was like, well, lo and behold. Remember that party? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Remember that party. She has, I like Alexis slipping in their separate sacks. It's, um, that's exactly what it is. I thought, didn't didn't we ban her from saying sacks? I thought with Lex, I thought we talked about the word sacks. Sacks, sacks, sacks. Oh, gosh. Uh, So news of Phil Spector's death over the weekend, making a lot of headlines and really interesting to kind of look back at his life. Ronnie Spector, his ex-wife, is um, talking about him. You know, he died at the age of 81. I thought it was 81. Some places Mm -hmm. are saying 80. Um, And he died in prison. He's serving a murder sentence. And um, 
his ex-wife, Ronnie Spector, is 77 and posted about it and said um, they were married from 1968 to 1974 um, and said, it's a sad day for music and a sad day for me. When I was working with Phil Spector, watching him create in the recording studio, I knew I was working with the very best, um, but then said that he was a wonderful musician, a brilliant producer, but a lousy husband. Mm. And uh, they had she was in an abusive relationship with him for that time. And he kept her sequestered in their mansion and subjected her to years of psychological torment before she was able to escape. Mm. Oh, yeah. Really interesting. Creepy. Creepy. She divorced him in 1974 and then moved back to New York to rebuild her music career. And then in 2009 was when he was sentenced to 19 years to life for his second-degree murder conviction in the 2003 shooting death of Lana Clarkson. She was an actress. See, they need well, to do a Netflix documentary on 100%, that 100 percent, yes. Well, again, because I just watched Night Stalker, Elizabeth, on oh, Netflix, yeah. uh, and to quote Steve Kornacki and Alexis Thompson. Um, that was a lot to take in just now. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, when you look at his eyes, uh, Richard Ramirez, you know that that is Satan walking around in greasy hair. He loved, he loved that fame. Yeah. And you look at Phil Spector, you know that, excuse my French, as they say in the South, the elevator does not stop on the top floor. Yeah. Um, You know something. There's a couple marshmallows missing from that bowl of tricks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's Lucky Charms. The tricks I don't even know if has. Oh, tricks. That's right. That's right, Elizabeth. Thank you. I got my cereal analogy wrong. Thank you. I love that. Elizabeth has been on a roll correcting me. Remember a couple of weeks ago? Jason. I did mom voice to you. Yeah. I know. That's not right, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) And nobody, nobody uses my full name. And I love when people, Jason. Just wait That's till she right, starts Jason. calling you by her kids' names. Oh, my I know. gosh. I know. Or if I start using your middle name, you know oh. you're going to have problems. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. You were second. That's Riley. You were s- Riley. Yeah, yes. you were Jason Riley. That's wrong. That's such a good middle name. You should name a dog Riley, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's no. a great line. No, get on that. It is. It's so cute. It's not a human. Name the dog. Well, name the dog. He always says he yeah. may not have a human. If you have a human, go oh. Riley, too. I got to well, go. Sorry, Elizabeth. Go. Our time is up. I've dug myself a little bit. Yeah. We're still Goodbye, friends, right? Elizabeth Reese. <laughs> Elizabeth Reese, today at three. <laughs> we'll be back with passing, the best of passing notes next. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. Tuesday, a lucky shot makes Richie an instant hero. Want to go up to Inspiration Point with me? I'll show you my fake. (laughs) Richie, you're such a jock. Then. Buns. Hiya, Pinky. Hiya. It's the love story that shook the world. I love what? There's drama. Action and romance. Fonzie loves Pinky right after Happy Days. (laughs) This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. By the way, fun fact, Dawn dressed up as Pinky Tuscadero one year for Halloween, didn't you, Dawn? (laughs) It's hard for me to hear that clip because that's, that's what my mom used to call my... Downstairs business. Really? 
Pinky, Pinky? Tuscadero? No, just Pinky. Oh. I can't even say it. I can't even say it. Um, Ooh. <laughs> Monday, January 18th, 8.33 a.m. Mark it down. Your mom called your lady business Pinky? Yes! I can't how, even hear it. Don't. How do you expect us now not to refer you refer to you as Pinky for it's the also, rest of our time together? Yeah. And it's also a ghost monster from Pac-Man, I know. which is just <laughs> <laughs> That's hungry. I love a woman with a vagina. <laughs> Bobsy oh. loves Pinky. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, no! Undefeated, Pinky. <laughs> oh. So, like, how would I, your mom say it? Like, what would uh, like, what like, you know, like, watch your Pinky. You know, you're taking a bath. <laughs> 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 Pinky. Uh, I can't believe watch, I just, I just need to, I need to not talk about everything that's happened in my life. <laughs> Yes, no, no, you do. No, please. This is championship. We needed to know this. Jason, don't you think the station should write her a check for $1,000 right now? (laughs) That admission is worth at least a grand in my book. Oh, this is a bonus. Dan has to give her a check immediately. I mean, because we've heard, I mean, we've heard, I thought I had heard, you know, most of them. Like the JJ. Vaj. Uh-huh. Right, and I was in the uh, the play, the vagina monologue. So the very opening scene is just listing off. She did research on what everybody called it, and it's hilarious. Yeah, oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's just like oh. a long laundry list. It's just yes, hysterical. But yeah, that didn't make the list. <laughs> <laughs> Downstairs, Lady Garden, uh-huh. Nunu. You know. Uh, oh but yeah. How- My mom called ours our Pookie. Pookie! Oh, that's why at the beginning of our show, Dawn, I don't know if you ever knew this, at the beginning when Lex and I started doing a show together, I used to call her um, Kiki. Uh-huh. And Lex eventually one night she goes, um, FYI, a you're pookie. basically a pookie. Yeah, uh, pookie, you're pookie. pookie. You're basically calling me a vagina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels kind of weird when you say pookie. Yeah. Because. Oh, and I vagina. Didn't, yeah, and I. I didn't know that until Lex told me. So we, um, I immediately stopped calling her Pookie. I was like, okay, I. But Pinky, no. oh. yeah, that's good, Don. Oh, Don, and you're re- no. and you're. Then I love that Lex asks you to put it in a sentence, and yeah, the first sentence that comes sentence. to mind is, "Wash your Pinky." <laughs> I guess that's better than your little red wagon. <laughs> that's inflammation right there. Oh. <laughs> your pinky's red. Tuesday, a lucky shot makes Richie an instant hero. Want to go up to Inspiration Point with me? I'll show you my fake. <laughs> Richie, you're such a jock. Then. Buns. Hiya, pinky. Hiya. It's the love story that shook the world. And love what? There's drama. <laughs> Action and romance. Fonzie loves Pinky right after Happy Days. No! No! Happy 
days. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I remember. Here's another way. But I couldn't use bubble bath because it was irritating to me. And so uh, that was another thing. Like, uh-oh, your pinky itches. Well, we can't use that bubble bath anymore, I guess. Oh, my God. He doesn't like it. Your pinky itches. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, this explains so much. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't know that was a problem with bubble bath. Oh, but okay. yeah. Oh. Sensitive skin or whatever. This is not oh. good for me. Bubble bath. <laughs> No, no, actually, we can't because I was going to. never moving on. I was going to tell you the story about. And I always made. Oh. (laughs) This story I I was going to tell is. I've always used it to tell uh, how weird radio is because one time years ago I walked into the prep room in my talk and I know Colleen was in there and B. Arthur was in there, maybe Donnie Love and a few other gals. And I, I said to everybody in the room, I need funny names for your private parts, lady, ladies. And I had a pad and pen, uh, paper, and I wrote them all down. Of course, Donnie got offended and he walked off. But I've always, I've always used that story to to say what a you know weird business we work in. But not one of them, including Donnie, Never. said Pinky. No. Yeah, the yeah. listeners feel sexually harassed right now. They're going to go to HR. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let, I think we'll escort them to HR ourselves. Yeah. We'll, help them out. <laughs> oh, we'll send the MP3. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Let's oh, do this. Great. Let's take an early break and reset. <laughs> yeah, uh, good. And then when we come back, uh, we will... <laughs> we'll do passing notes and we'll oh, we'll, yeah. we'll wrap up the circus. Uh, we'll be right back. No. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Today, I'm going to tell you a story. A story about a flower named Pinky Petunia. No. <laughs> Pinky Petunia was a proud flower. She was very rude to everyone and thought about no one but herself. I'm the prettiest flower in the garden. There's no one prettier than me. Pinky always put her friends down. Hey, butterfly, you are of no use to this garden. You really aren't. Huh? Don't be so rude. Everyone is useful in one way or the other. There we go. There's Pinky Petunia. (laughs) Oh, what have I done? What is that, Jeez? Word to the wise. If you have little children, just call it what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. It is pretty funny. Oh, goodness. (laughs) To have little nicknames. Oh. I'm gonna tell you, you know. Gonna tell you a story about Pinky Petunia. Uh. (laughs) Today, I'm going to tell you a story. A story about a flower named Pinky Petunia. Oh my lord! And now that girl, uh, very a lot of uh, emotion in that story. Um, Yeah, Alexis. 
told the story earlier in the show that Zen is awake because she's too animated when she reads his stories at night. Yeah, so well, she'd definitely uh, be in that category. Lex, we're gonna have to send you. I'm gonna have to send you the link for Pinky the Proud Petunia. Uh, oh, that's yeah. the story. Yeah, I it's love on. That. It's on Choo Choo TV on uh, <laughs> on on. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. It's Choo Choo uh, TV on Netflix, and it's bedtime stories and moral stories for kids. And this one is about a bitchy flower named Pinky. Uh, yeah. okay. Never happy. You know what Jason did during the commercial break? Everything for You're the like, show, girl. Everything. Oh. oh, girl. I googled Pinky songs, Pinky clips. I found. I found this. And I turned my mic down. Oh, when the teacher right away, when the flower was bitchy, I thought, oh, this is gold. Oh, okay. Coming up on uh, 848 Monday, if you missed it on Friday, we give you passing notes. Uh, And uh, this one's, oh, well, they're all good, but this is a a unique one, right, Don? Very unique. Yeah, it's the only note from uh, my friend Michael, and it's not even to me. No. Here you go. Are you passing a note? She passes me notes in class all the time. Do you want to pass me a note and have me circle yes or no? This is Passing Notes on Jason and Alexis. Old high school notes that producer Don found read aloud by the MyTalk players. It was sweet. We held hands and passed notes. And you are to read that letter in front of my class. Read it out loud. Of all the notes found in the Don McLean collection of saved high school correspondence, there is precisely one from this guy. And oddly, it's not even a note to Don. It's from a boy named Michael Darden and is addressed to Don's friend, Steph, who's been played by Elizabeth Reese. Another thing that sets this note apart is the neat and tidy handwriting of Michael Darden. It's probably the nicest handwriting in the history of passing notes, and I think the neat, tightly scrawled cursive is a decent clue that this guy was pretty tightly wound. But you judge for yourself. Here to portray a passing notes newcomer is a newcomer in his own right. Donna and Steve's producer, Grant. 11-30-1988 Steph, you actually wrote me a letter. What a profound statement you've made. Well, I do have to admit that I enjoyed... The following movie title is in grammatically correct quotation marks. Child's Play? Indeed, that Chucky was just an absolute rapscallion. I was enthralled by all the action that was in the movie. I should point out that on the side of that pastoral paragraph about a murderous doll, Michael wrote, So sloppy because I wrote this in the car. Carry on, Mike. I'm glad to hear you and Heather enjoyed your pleasant stay at the Battlefield Mall, hanging out at the DQ and talking to that cool John Marshall character. Okay, so I had to look it up. Battlefield Mall? Yes. It's a mall actually located near a Springfield, Missouri Civil War battlefield. The Battle of Wilson's Leather. No, just kidding. The Battle of Wilson's Creek. That was the first major Civil War battle fought west of the Mississippi. And the site of the death of Nathaniel Lyon, the first Union general killed in action. In fact, you can see his grave marker at Battlefield Mall. It says he's forever 21. (laughs) Civil War dad joke. 
carry on. We'll have to go out to the mall again sometime. Me, you, Christian B, and Heather. Mike V is a pretty cool buddy of mine. The only thing that kept him from talking was his shyness overstruck him. Somebody needs to overstruck this dude. I am glad that Jason got busted. It's pretty funny if you think about it. Well, I must end this letter because Miss Williams is acting strange. Sincerely, Michael E. Darden. <laughs> wow. That was freshman year. You were there. Very oh, first. Oh, yeah. Because I thought, I don't remember even hanging out with that guy until later, but it, the note wasn't to me. So it makes yeah, sense. So why would you? So I you were acting oh. as a postal service? And Apparently, and I didn't even ever give her the note, which is really sad. It's mm. okay. United Pinky Service. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. There's a whole new so, spin on that. Question for, uh, question for Alexis. Uh, Alexis, when you post today's show and uh, do all that, how, yeah. what, what descriptors are you going to use oh, for today's no. show? This Monday, first That's day of the week. That's a great question. Um, for this third hour, we're in the pink. <laughs> we're in the pink. There we go. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, a perfect. I can think That's of no. Great, Kenny, thank you. I can think of no better way. I can't wait to till end... tomorrow. I know. I know. <laughs> I I can think of no better way to end the show than from going uh, from uh, uh, pink to contaminated hot pockets. Uh, what? Because, what? Yes. Oh. oh. Wash your pinky to hot pockets? Which, that's what my mom called my privates when I was a kid. (laughs) Hot pockets. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Seems like more for a girl. (laughs) Nature's pocket. Uh, (laughs) No. They're deadly, um, aren't they? um, uh, Yeah. Hello. I'm not kidding. 760. 760,000 pounds of hot pockets have been recalled because it, uh, because there there's some may have glass and hard oh. plastic. What? Like pieces of glass and hard plastic. How does that get through the machine? Girl, I don't know, but it's in pepperoni hot pockets. So mm. so depending on what one, yeah, one consumer had a quote minor a minor oral injury oh when eating gosh. yeah it, it there was a laceration from the glass after that, eating the pepperoni hot pocket oh my god and that's not something that you explore while you're eating i mean you just shovel those in you yeah. barely even chew them while you're yeah, gaming cuz you're embarrassed your and yeah. shamed yeah. Well, it's like Don uh, those rolls in convenience stores. What are they called? The hot meat rolls or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. call them ro- uh, meat logs. Roll, meat logs. Yeah, that's right. Meat logs. So what's, uh, what's the company saying? Is it equipment failure or sabotage? Or they don't what? know. They don't think it's sabotage. But uh, so I think it's November from now. If you have hot hot pockets from November uh, twenty twenty, maybe a piece of the machine of broke off. Yeah, into the, right. you know, that's the only Something. thing I can think of. Or- oh, my God. How horrible. Oh, oh my goodness. Just awful. So if you, you're you listening and you... There's a glass in there? I mean, it's already lava-filled. You're burning yeah. your face anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and now you're ripping you have, it up, too? Now you have to worry about glass and hard plastic. Ugh. Oh, God. So, yeah, look in your freezer, 
If you have some, just look at the date and then Google Hot Pockets and see what the date is. And if it matches, throw that away stat. And if you don't, if you have stuff in there from November, you're probably not going to eat. You're probably not interested in it anyway, <gasps> we, right? We just did that. We cleansed our freezer. Um and it felt so good. I mean, stuff that we're like, we had aspirations. Oh, we're going to eat oh, this mahi-mahi. Yeah. Girl, we ain't going to eat that mahi-mahi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm saying it's so, it's been in there for so long that it looks like. You're like, uh, we don't want this. Let's Well, just the freezer right. burn, it makes want. it look like it's from Jurassic Park. Oh, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. it's, it's frozen upon frozen upon frozen. So, That's yeah. A, good idea. I'm going to have to check my freezer for dead squirrels. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Well, yeah, you've had a few in there, haven't you? You and my nephew Carter. Yeah. Uh, well, what a great way to end the show. That's gonna do it. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. You go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong, right, Lex? <laughs> that's right. You be you. Mm-hmm. Make sure your pinky's mm-hmm. clean, no. okay, everybody. That's right. Soak and, and wipe. Yeah, that's true. Do that. That's right. What's that, Jace? Nothing. I'm just making sure you don't say Fryer. That's all I'm here. <laughs> We're listening. We're still here, Lex.